oh man, we lost to them. Yeah, we did too. I lost to Pittsburgh, I lost to New England, I lost, you know what I'm saying? I lost to a lot of people. What do you do next defines who you are? If I'm anybody that's playing linebacker right now, I'm saying, listen here, man, Derrick Henry got to deal with me. I'm going to dedicate this whole offseason to the person that ended my dream. That's what we did with Brady. Give Lamar the ball and we will score. God darn it. Lamar doesn't shock me. Lamar doesn't surprise me. Lamar is doing exactly what Lamar was born to do. And that's what we did our whole career. Put us on the stage. Look, young lion, you're going to do a lot of things. You're going to be around for a long time. But now you got to make everybody around you better. It sounds like you want to suit up one more game with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. I'm telling you, I danced with Lamar one time. I got six months in. I'm going to just lead them where they need to go anyway. But where I'm at physically, I'm going to make some plays. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. You know what? We were we were a little dry on guests a couple weeks ago. We had to skip a day. Well, we got the big fish today, Garrett. We yes. reeled in. <laughs> reeled in Ray Lewis. I don't know what that sound effect was. But we got Ray. We got Ray Lewis on the pod. Is there a bigger guest than Ray Lewis? There's not a bigger guest than Ray Lewis. I'm shocked that we have never had him on the podcast. Obviously, he's a very busy guy. Uh, he's difficult to you know to get a lot of time with but we were able to do it we were able to get the goat it's one of the guys who we have not had on the podcast it's always been on my list of who's left like there's not mm-hmm. a very long list of people who who's left ray was one of the guys that we had not talked to and he was at the top of the who's left list and we get to cross him off today before jumping into that interview with ray we want to say hello to our friends from ram trucks the only thing better than winning a championship is winning back-to-back championships, like being named the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Go to Ram.com to get the latest stats and the latest offers on the rugged and luxurious Ram 1500 with an available Ram Box cargo management system. And the industrious Ram 3500 Heavy Duty offers an available 1,000 pound-feet of diesel torque when properly equipped. For great deals on Ram trucks, the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year, go to Ram.com today. Well, you know who knows a thing or two about winning championships? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sugar. <laughs> Ray Lewis. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and welcome in Ray Lewis. Well, we are ecstatic to be joined by none other than the Go Ray Lewis coming on the podcast. And Ray, you got to tell us about, the, about your new podcast, uh, Everyday Greatness, dropped Friday, the first episode. What do you want this podcast to do? I think, honestly, I started this podcast because um, I think the podcast kind of exposes the way I live, you know. Um, I've People have known, my, you know, half of my stories and, you know, about how I train, how I live, how I eat, how I pray, how I, you know, all of these things, how I inspire. But I think it's, it's a lot of times it's, it's very fragmented, you know, it's like, it's, it's a lot of it's over the place and so now where i am in life right i just one of the things i'm freaking proud about right even starting the podcast is like i just had two kids graduate this week from college yeah, <laughs> you know? congrats. So, congratulations so it's like it's like my daughter graduates from alabama my son graduates today from maryland i'm like yes 
house. <laughs> well, and and you stop those tuition payments too, right? Listen, I just told you it's, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's like it's like for me, guys. Like seriously, like everyday greatness. It's this thing. It's this thing that I think a, a lot of us, you know. We're, we're, we're missing it, right? Or we don't know how to, to activate it, right? And everyday greatness is, is found in every one of us. But if you, if you watch the way we're living and you watch the way, you know, kids are reacting and, and, and life is going and, you know, if you think about the mental, clear, I mean, the, the mental health side of life, guys, it's like we're all over the place. So, so everyday greatness says, look, this is what, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take life one day at a time, one step at a time, we're going to have principles that keep us focused on what's important, right, in my life, individually. And that's why Everyday Greatness is like, it's this map, it's this roadmap that says, okay, I want to be better, how do I be better? Not just, okay, you got to be better and you got to do this. No, you have to meet people exactly where they are and Everyday Greatness is available to meet people exactly where they are and we walk through life together. So that's why I started it. That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so why did you decide on a podcast? Obviously, you've done a bunch of different media. You've done TV. Uh, but what was it about a podcast that was attractive to you? Because I could do a podcast looking at this blue water and not have to be bothered by nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Except for us. We'll still bother you. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But... Um, I think this is one vehicle, um, and in probably seven to ten days, um, there's another one, and then there's another one, right, that I'm doing. So I think um, it's not necessarily it's the podcast. I think it's, it's how many different avenues that I'm going to start to come from. Um, me and my teams have spent a lot of time really formulating the second half of life for me. And now I'm super excited. Um, I could never be more excited, well, kind of, than, than my plan days. But the second side of life is so incredible, you know, because it's just, it's just different, right? You train. I train for me, right? I eat for me. I, 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 I think for me, you know. A lot of times when you're playing, you're always programmed. And so now a podcast gives me um, a concrete foundation in the podcast space. Right. The next one is the digital platforms where you get online streaming and things that I kind of do already, but I'm kind of creating my own thing. And so now the wave of the movement. Right. And so why a podcast is relevant for me at this point in time is because um, my my company, No Excuses, the mission of No Excuses is very simple. Right. Which tells you why I need not only the podcast, but other outlets as well. Our mission is redirect, give hope, or save a billion lives. How do we do that? We're going to need a lot of people to do that. And we're going to need a lot of voices. And we're going to need a lot of different avenues. But as a, as a world, like, I just feel there's so much pain and so many distractions and so many people that's actually manipulating people instead of inspiring them. So the podcast is another avenue that I go down that road and, and you can have that clarity, right? You can join Everyday Greatness and, and, and subscribe to it and be like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. But it's uncovering who you are. It's not telling you to be Ray Lewis. You know, it's not telling you to go 
be a football player. No, it's telling you to become a better you and 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 discover what greatness is. And I believe it's in all of us. Yeah. Well, I think that's awesome. The only problem with the podcast, Ray, is that we can't see your hand gestures. Like you're sitting there pounding your fist into your hand right now. Can you like narrate the hand gestures part of it for us? I can tell you a lot of things. You see, I can I can take you places, you know, and I can bring you back, and then I can take the podcast and I can wrap you around it. You know? <laughs> You see, and then I can grab the piece and I can tell you how to go forward. But you understand that roadblock come from everywhere. But if you stay consistently down the road, everyday greatness is available. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> you you kind of referenced this, but like just how much you're enjoying, you know, your post football days. You love playing football, but you're loving this stage of life. Like, what's a normal day look like for you today? Crazy. That's what a normal day. <laughs> That's what a normal day looks like. I am up uh, uh, most of the times. Um, I, the moment I wake up, most of short, be very quick. Um, I get up um, at whatever time I want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> no more 5 a.m., Ray Lewis? No. That's the beautiful part about being your own boss. <laughs> and then um, I get up and I just spend so much time um, you know, meditating and just reading and just um, clear my mind to, to, to ask myself, what's next? Like, what is this day? What am I trying to grab from this day? What am I trying to accomplish from this day? What mission am I on? And then it goes into all of my business calls. Um, oh my gosh, guys, you're going to hear a lot of this stuff coming out soon, but <laughs> I built, built and started so many companies and I'm partnering with so many people. And so then I'm in my business role all day, right? One unique thing I think people will really like and be able to really understand is the difference guys that I changed in my football world and my business world is when I used to get up in the mornings, I used to always make sure my physical was intact. Why? Mm -hmm. Because my physical paid my bills, yeah. right? So I would make, wake up every day and I would start my workouts, I pray, still pray, but I would start my workouts, right? It's all workout uh, um, 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 designed. And then years after I retired, I was like, you know what? You're not playing no more. So yeah, you're gonna always train because it's a lifestyle for me, but that's gonna have to be on the backside of the day. And you're gonna have to get up and you're gonna have to bang out all of these business meetings. So I go from prayer meditating to business calls all day. And then right at about four to seven, everybody in, in, in any company or any, any connection to me um, knows immediately that I'm busy from four to seven. <laughs> Cause I'm gonna ride my bike. And I'm gonna, I cycle, I, I'm, I, guys, I got into cycling so heavy and it's so fun, man, because, you know, all of the things I've ever done was always, you know, hit, 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 you know, and go hard, hard, hard. And this makes me go harder, but it makes me go harder, smarter. Yeah. And so by the time I get through my bike ride, I come back to, um, just getting on phone calls and banging them out. And, and a lot of, you know, I think what people will, will really want to know, like on this side of life for me, I, I, I get them a lot. I get these calls a lot, but it's a challenging world out here, man. Like a lot of people are going through so much, guys. If I told you guys just the calls I get of, cancers and dying and suicides and oh my gosh so i i keep myself sharp um everything i do is a lifestyle 
Um, and But I think I found a different niche on this side of it. You know, like I found, I really found how flirting with greatness is really an attractive thing. It's actually a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like to really freaking search for a, a flirt, um, search for greatness, it's a hobby. Like every day you have to read something different that inspires you or take you somewhere you've never been or try something different. Cycling teaches me you got to come out your comfort zone. So this whole world, I put another world around it. And uh, and that's why I think, I know, like I said, you can't compare the two, but this ride is one heck of a ride. I'm 45 years old and I just turned 45 a couple of days, a couple of days ago. And I'm, I'm, me and John was talking, Harbs was talking when I was talking to the team the other day. Man, I'm in better shape than I was freak when I was playing. Really? But uh-huh. now, but now mentally, I'm in even better shape, right? Because this this second half of life is for me. The reason why I want to master this cycling thing because I want to do it until I'm 100. You know? Yeah. You gonna be, we gonna see you in the Tour de France here or something? You know, I can identify with this. Be right careful! Here. Be careful! <laughs> careful what you speak. You know, I, during this quarantine time. Obviously, no gyms are open, so we got a Peloton in my house. We made the purchase for a Peloton so I can identify with this. Now, I don't think we're going to compare workouts because I don't want to embarrass myself, uh, but I can identify with uh, how that can be life-changing for you. It, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> when, when you get to that 45-minute mark and your legs are burning so bad, <laughs> and the only difference is outside is it, there's no breaks. <laughs> like, like, like you gotta yeah. be worried about you gotta be worried about potholes and glass and, <laughs> right, right. and you're like what the freak is a whole nother world out there my mom gives me this uh my mom gives me this holy oil and i'm riding yesterday and this car man it was crazy and i was like my mom she hates me riding bikes and so i was like uh i was like man i gotta start putting on my mom holy oil before i can ride <laughs> <laughs> it's a test but i'm telling you cycling forever it's gave me a different perspective on life. I'm telling you guys, I have crossed over to learning cycling the way somebody will entertain trying to be in a trying to be a black belt. So I started from scratch, like simple basics, one five. You know, and, and you unless you understand cycling, you won't know what one five is. Any cyclist will know what one and five is. But one and five almost becomes your base stroke. You know, it's your base stroke. Yeah. One, five, one, five. One, you know what I'm saying? And But if you don't learn that, you just get out there and you just freaking... <laughs> right? And so, man, I am uh, with this cycling. I'm going crazy with it. I just did um, I just did 100 miles Saturday. Um, and then I think we're looking hey. to do 100, 100 miles tomorrow. Wow. But I love You got to do the Century bro. Seagull, man. Century Seagull. Salisbury, Maryland. Every fall. <laughs> I'll meet you there, Ray. I'm in. <laughs> Don't 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 say nothing you on mean now. Oh oh I did it once. I did it once, Ray. Now I barely you did, lived there. You did a hundred mile bike ride? I did a century seagull with my father in law. Really? And my and my brother. Yep. How long how, how long did it take? It took, it him, took, it took him three oh, weeks. Oh we're yeah, we're talking fifteen <laughs> hours. No, uh I don't know. I can't maybe eight, ten, something like that. Ten hours to get a hundred in? Well, my father-in-law is like 80-something years old here. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it was right. a father-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so you did it as a family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We did it as a family. Oh, cool. Well, we maybe left him in the dust a little bit. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you there, Ray. Century Seagull. You're in. When is it? 
It's in the fall. I think it's in like October each year. Okay, I need to part. I need to partner with them. So you need to get me in touch. All right, I want to partner right. with them. All right, we're doing it. Yeah, I want to <laughs> buy. I want to buy. I want to get a bunch of kids some bikes. Yes. I want to give kids bikes who don't think who can, who can ever afford a bike, and put them in a different world and let them understand that too. I'm actually building that too. So that's it awesome. ain't just it ain't just something I'm throwing out there. It's something that I'm actually pushing towards. But anyway, man, it'll be, be fun. I, I really want to get in touch with you for sure. All right. Yeah. So, so, so Ray, you talked about talking to Harbs because you talked to the team recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was interesting. We actually did a podcast with Pernell McPhee yesterday, who you played with, who knows, who you know well. But Pernell came away from that meeting like fired up. He said that you kind of changed his perspective on some things. So, what did you share with the team during your time with him this week that had even a veteran like Pernell McPhee so fired up? You, you have to. I shared a, a, a very direct message to them um, because I'm dealing with this mental health um, um, summit that I'm kind of a part of. And so I've been in these thoughts and I'm saying to myself, like, I don't know if we ever thought about most athletes deal with these things every day, you know, these mental issues. And so what I gave the team was you got to figure out the difference of mental clarity and mental boredom. Right. Because they run hand in hand. And but ha what happens when you're mentally bored is you never chase your greatness. You don't even know what it looks like. Right. Like like it's a it's a it's actually a, a it's not a good thing because that's why kids try so many things. Right. Because they're, they're bored mentally. Right. Like when we were growing up, something that was interesting was. We didn't have a lot to entertain us, right? We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers. We didn't have all those things. So you know what happened? We had to become mentally engaged to figuring out how to make it out of life and how to think differently, even though you're poor, even though you're broke, even though you don't have nothing, how can you come out of this? And what happens now is the guys are so distracted. They're so distracted. And there's so many things in front of them that before they know it, seriously, before they know it, they have went through five years of their career and never maximized. Mm. Like the only reason I stayed in Baltimore 17 years is because I was consistent on ridding myself of my distractions. I was consistent in, 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 in the little things. And, 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 but, but it's not little things as a player. It's the little things as a man. How do you every day get up to be a better man than I was yesterday? And, and you got to meet yourself exactly where you are. But guys, we're not doing this anymore. It's the same thing I shared with the team. Imagine how many of you don't understand that battle for your entire life. That's why people want you to follow them on social media and pay attention to all of that. Why? It's because they want you bored. Do you know how bored you got to be to go down social media and just do this all day? <laughs> <laughs> you you, you got to be bored to death. <laughs> so you got to keep the mind active. The mind is an active thing, man. And that's what I think, you know, a lot of us, we're getting away from, right? 
is to actually making the mind work again. And so that that's kind of what I was trying to tell them. Like, you know, even when you lose games, right? Like a game as big as, you know, the Tennessee game was, right? And yeah, you feel heartbroken and this things like that. But that's the greatest lesson of life. What do you do next defines who you are? Yeah. Uh, it ain't what awesome. you, you yeah, it ain't what you oh man, we lost to them. Yeah, we did too. I lost Pittsburgh. I lost New England. I lost, you know what I'm saying? I lost to a lot of people. But when I got it, when I got it, is when all of the pieces were put together. And that's how you have to put together a man, right? And and that's why even even on the podcast, Everyday Greatness, like I like there there will be weeks coming that's already built out, but where I piece men back together to where they have a check-in every day with what a man duties are. Because we because we see we're forgetting duties, right? Uh running fast and jump high is what's relevant. But it's really not. It's your integrity, it's your character, it's the respect, and it's the loyalty and the commitment that you have towards something. And that's why so many players go through this revolving door because they have yet to commit to themselves. And that's what I wanted to share with them. If you never figure out how to commit to yourself, guys, you, your, your teammates will never know who you are because you'll be always searching for that person. So yeah, so I went a lot of different places, but I mean, it was a large group of guys and I wanted to really go a lot of places. So it honed in on the ones that really grabbed it and they will see life differently the, the moment you absorb it. I mean, you you have to, unless you just, somebody that just want to live a crazy life. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it honestly reminds me a lot of your locker room speech in 2011 after the AFC championship loss in New England. Like, just some of the same lessons about, hey, what, what life is about, and it's bigger than this, right? I mean, do you think after what the Ravens went through last year that they were kind of like that 2011 team, you know, a great team eliminated in, in heartbreaking fashion? And what would you say is, is the key, you know, is it kind of what you're talking about to getting over that hump and getting beyond a loss like that? Yeah, but uh, let, let, let me tell you what the key is, right? The key is you got to be okay with knowing that you're in a business that you won't win every game. That's factual. Mm-hmm. That's that's the reality of it, right? But the foundation of it is pick yourself up and let's go back to work. <laughs> what? It's, it's going to be one champ. It's going to be one person crowned. At the end of this year, it's all, it, it always is, right? It's always one crown champion in this sport, in any sport. And when it's your year, it's your year. I used to tell Steven Scheidt all the time. That's what he actually wrote in my uh, my MVP ring um, was, God don't make no mistakes. None. And when you know that, when you know that, when I when I knew that, when, when, when I saw, you know, whether it was a, Missed pass, missed field goal, missed tackle by me in the second quarter. I don't matter what it is. Everything did not add up for us to win in 2011. Mm-hmm. And I got there and I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. And I'm watching, you know, people going crazy, you know, because we, we lost a big, big game. And I sat there, man, and I said, wow. And immediately, man, my perspective was like, okay, we need a real word. We need a real word. And the word was we ran our race. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to force something that ain't yours. 
oh, I should have won that. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> what happened what was supposed to happen, right? Now, is there, is there things along the way that you can do? Absolutely. Don't miss a tackle. Don't miss a field goal. Don't miss a cake, right? It's the simple things. And that's what you have to go back to work and you have to piece together to make sure it don't happen again, right? And that's the same thing with Tennessee. If, if I'm if I'm getting ready to play Tennessee, again, I'm telling myself in the offseason right now, if I'm anybody that's playing linebacker right now, I'm saying, listen here, man, Derrick Henry got to deal with me. <laughs> that, that, that's a personal thing for me. I don't like the way it went down, and that's the way it's going. I got to see him. So this whole offseason, I'm going to dedicate this whole offseason to the person that ended my dreams. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That's that's what we did with Brady, right? Prepare ourselves enough to get me back to that one position and lock that, lock that damn door and throw away the key. You ain't getting out of here this time. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting, and, and that's it, man. <laughs> so it's the process. It's the process of it, but it's the process of never being comfortable with losing. So if you're never comfortable with losing, then always compete at everything. And that's everything. That's at practice. That's with yourself. Um, It's everything, man. So, yeah. What do you think of... uh of what Lamar Jackson has been able to do the last two years. I'll tell you what, Ray, like when I see the reaction that he gets from fans, I have not seen that since you were on the team. Like when I, when I see him at training camp and he's signing autographs, he gets swarmed in the, in a similar way to the way you did. And there's been popular players since you, but it's just a different level. You were on a different level and he now is on a different level. Do you see that? And what do you think of what he's been able to do? Let me, let me, let me just, I won't say it because, you know, people always try to take stuff and run with it. But the facts is, it's the facts, man. Like, in Baltimore history, in the history since 1996, the one consistent thing, right, that we've never had, like a Peyton Manning, like a Tom Brady, you know? Like, like we've never just had that one guy at the quarterback mm-hmm. position. You know, we just didn't. We just, for whatever reason, you know. And maybe that favored me a little bit, you know. (laughs) Not that that I wanted it to be that way, but God darn it, you know. But but listen, I'm telling you something, Mike. I'll never forget. This is what what Lamar reminds me so much of. Honest to God, right? Because we <clears throat> we're through this we're going through this this wave again, right? To where we have last time we saw Super Bowl was 2012, right? So we eight years removed, seven eight years, right? But we got that taste, we got that taste. But when we came here in Baltimore in 1996, there was no taste. There was just you know okay yeah you know whatever, <laughs> and there was this energy that people started to be like, wait a minute, that energy is a little bit different, right? And that was my energy then, right? And now, fast forward, right? You're like watching Lamar's energy, and I'm saying, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm just, once again, I'm excited as a Baltimore fan that we have somebody at the quarterback position that can go do that, you know? (laughs) Man, give give them all the ball, and we will score. God darn it. We going to find a way. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those, 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 those really special players 
that they come around like Lamar, even at Louisville, right? Lamar doesn't shock me. Lamar doesn't surprise me. Lamar is doing exactly what Lamar was born to do, and that's what we did our whole career. Put us on the stage. What we do behind the scenes is what you would never appreciate because you can't because of the way it's built. That kid has what you call a hit. And, and, and it's not given by somebody that wants to rate you and say that you can't be a quarterback and you can't be this. It's bottom line is I am considered, and you can from childhood all the way up, there's nobody better than Lamar Jackson with just a ball in his hand and what he can do with it. Right. It sounds to me like you want to. It sounds like you want to suit up one more game with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. I tell you, I mean, if they wanted me to press, I would have to have the. I would have to take my um, gold jackets to the press to the cleaners, have them press, send them back, <laughs> tell them to hold them for a minute. And I'm telling you, I danced with Lamar one time. I got, I got six months in. Him. You know, I got six months in. Him. I'm gonna just lead them where they need to go anyway. <laughs> but where I'm at physically, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make some plays. But what to play with somebody like him is what I, I always remember. Rod Wilson used to say this. He used to always say, always. He used to always say, "Man, ain't nothing like playing with that shoe. Like you know what you get, right? And when you get when you watch Lamar, it's like you know what you get. Man, uh-huh. you know what you get, man. It is so freaking awesome." Um, just the, I mean, I'm glad I'm on, I'm so happy I'm on this side of it because I really get to be a fan, you know, and sit down and, and watch this magician go to work, man. So he, he, he's been one of my favorites since college though. Um, you know, I love the stories where people say what you can't do, you know, I haven't heard that before. Yeah, you know what that's like. (laughs) So, so I became a fan of his immediately. When I used to hear people say pundits say, "Oh, like, that won't happen in the National Football League," I was like, "What? <laughs> what? what does that mean?" <laughs> right? you, you hear people say certain things. You're like, "You made your mouth say that. Your mouth actually said that." <laughs> and uh, and Lamar, man, he's gonna give us a lot of a lot of amazing years of exciting championship football in Baltimore. So I'm excited, man. Yeah. That's cool. If I wonder, if Lamar were on this call right now, what advice would you give him about really the only, you know, tough times so far in his NFL career, and that's getting over the playoff hump and starting 0-2 in the playoffs? What would you say to Lamar about that? Yeah. the So I would give him the same advice that I gave myself. To become a champion, it's not about you. It's about you sharpening all of the tools around you so that you're all thinking on one accord. Mm. That's why champions, they don't hesitate when they walk on the battlefield. Certain battles, it ain't even about the scoreboard, it's the battle. It's, it's understanding that everything works together. It's me telling him, like, look, young lion, you're going to do a lot of things. You're going to be around for a long time. But now you got to make everybody around you better. How? You must challenge them to be better. Athletically, come on, man. The draft alone was just crazy. 
just beautiful, just athletically. Now, how many of those young guys, if you're Lamar Jackson, can you get to buy in fully, to know the playbook in and out? You know why I learned the, the whole playbook, the entire playbook? It's because I wanted to make sure nobody on my team did not know their assignment. That's, that's when you take your, your, your greatness to another level, right? I never had to. I never had to. Y'all, you guys have been around me long enough, and anybody who played with me, I ain't never cursed nobody out. Yeah. I never disrespect nobody. I challenged them. I challenged them. And at their level, I didn't say come be, I didn't say come play my position. <laughs> them at their level. And for the Ravens to become that team, because look, it is what it is. And if you're in the AFC, for the next 10, 15 years, you got two people alone that it does, and neither one of them name is LJ. And that's Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. So we got a trio that's going to be battling for that number one AFC spot yeah. <laughs> for a very long time. And, and, and I'm not discrediting nobody else, but I'm just saying at that position, the dynamic of former MVP, not MVP, not Super Bowl MVP, right? And that's and those kids, oh my gosh, those yep. three alone. So we, we have to get better, man, all the way across the board to finish it next time. And it's the same things that we went through, whether it was 99 and didn't make the playoffs or whether it was 2011 and a kick away, catch away, a tackle away, right? Maybe 2009, eight in Pittsburgh, you know? Go all the way back to Indianapolis, Peyton coming to me. I still, every time I see him, I want to just punch him in his gut. <laughs> God darn it. As close as friends as we are, I'm like, man, like, you're not supposed to come to my city and we give up five field goals and lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there are things that, you know, you want to make sure that you get over. And how do you do that? You make everybody around you better, basically. You, you're giving me goosebumps. Like when you're, even when you're pretending to talk to Lamar Jackson, your voice changes and you go right <laughs> back to it, man. You're, it's like you're in the middle of that huddle again. Like it gives me goosebumps. Listen, now, it's a lifestyle. It's, this is not acting class. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, this is every day, baby. He <laughs> wakes up and get it every day. This is not every other day. This is every day. I just did a, uh, Second episode with, uh, that I did on my podcast was with uh, Eddie George. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, and Ray. Yes, exactly. Wow. Everybody needs to listen to that. Everyday greatness <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so he'll be on next week. I mean, this week coming up. But the whole thing, man, is like sometimes, and this is kind of what my theme was, you know, like leadership follows leaders, you know? And you got to really meditate on that to understand why leadership follows leaders. Because whatever seeds you planted, it dictates who and what you follow. You know, it, it dictates what you pay attention to. And I paid attention to Eddie George so much that I realized that my physical side of life and my mental side of life needed to change. You know, like mm -hmm. I had to, I had to physically, I had to physically become stronger. 
I had to mentally become way smarter than I would have ever imagined to deal with an animal like that. That man's six that man's six four, two hundred and forty five pounds, man. Right. He's Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's he's Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry. That's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Listen, I'm telling you, I'm t- I lived it. I lived it. So I know what's going on, you know? <laughs> so so somebody going to have to get in that weight room because Derrick Henry coming downhill again. <laughs> that's why That's why Calais Campbell and, and, and them big boys that came over there, man, clean that stuff up, man. Let me run and make these tackles. <laughs> y'all got to keep that stuff off us, man. Let me flow. You got to let PQ flow, man. Let that look at boy run. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, man, like, I'm telling you guys, like, I, I am, uh, I'm inspired to challenge myself every day of life. That's it. The, the, the hot water in the jacuzzi don't work. It, 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 it'll actually, it'll start for three minutes and then it'll run out. Yeah. So check that. Maybe the hot water heater. Hey, look, that jac- I know this jacuzzi live. life. I know this live and stuff, but this is real life. We're in a pandemic. I gotta fix stuff. <laughs> that jacuzzi life. Now we see that what normal day is like for Ray Lewis. There ain't no jacuzzi life, man. I'm, I got Epsom salt bags in there, man. That means I'm hurting. That's the like years in the NFL will do, and hundred mile bike rides will do that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I got I got the ocean outside, so I'm gonna entertain that. Um, but. But you gotta, you, you man, you gotta cheat. I cheat all day, every day. I mean, I, I, um, I treat myself way more now than I did when I was playing. Um, even though I took care of myself a lot, I mean, I got way more time to treat myself now. So I do a lot of just home remedies, man, and just a lot of like healing stuff. So, yeah, man, this is good, guys. I appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, real quick, Ray. You you brought up Patrick Queen. Were you? Did you smile when they drafted a middle linebacker in the first round? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you gotta smile, man. You can't be watching no Derrick Henry do that to no Raven defense, man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost my mind in that booth, and then <laughs> and then because I am still a competitor against Eddie George, I had to take that loss. Mm. Now, I ain't going to tell you what I lost, so I'm going to let it go because it's over. But <laughs> oof. But anyway, to see um, P. Queen come in, he's a very active backer. Um, he is funny because, I, 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 you know, people always hit me with his quote. He was like, yeah, 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 I think I'm a little more athletic than he was at this point in his career. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing because I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you didn't you didn't have to see Jerome Bettis twice, two sixty, Eddie George two forty five, Corey Dillon two forty, you know, Fred Taylor, you know, yeah, two thirty five. They were different. Running backs were different back then. Oh man, it's a whole nother ball. It's a whole nother ball game. Maxie Vaughn, Maxie Vaughn told me these words, the honest guy with you. Maxie Vaughn, the first time Maxie saw me in camp, and I think I was about two twenty, two twenty five, and he saw me with my shirt off, right? And he was like, my goodness, you look like a Greek goddess. Like, I've never seen somebody so, wow, right? And I'm like, it's a compliment. I'm like, yeah, coach, I kind of work hard. You know what his next statement was to me? You won't last five years. <laughs> I said, what does that mean? He was like, son, 
in this game, you must. I'm telling you, this forever changed my perspective. He said, you must carry 10 to 12% body fat to play linebacker in this business, or you will stay in the training room. He said, "You can't, you can't play that that cut up and ripped, and you want to show this side. You got to put some fat on you somewhere to where you that absorbs it. And it's crazy because I then started doing the science, and when I started to eat and load my shoulders up with more, you know, girth from a, from a protein based side. Back back then, man, like I wasn't as hurting as much, you know. And the game is different now for P Queen." Like, you know, there's no more, there's no more downhill 40, 40, 40 plus times running the ball. You know, I'm talking to Eddie on the freaking podcast. He's like, yeah, one time he ran the ball 54 times. Who freaking run the ball 54 times, you know? (laughs) It's like, man, and then when you, you know, rest in peace, but when you had Ted Machabroda, when I was coming up, man, we had, we had three a day training camps, man. We hit every day at practice. So, um, yeah, but, but I, I do like the pick. Um, of of Patrick Queen, man. I I like the I like the an entire draft actually, um, um, on kind of what we did, um, in the draft. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting watching all of the pieces come together. So yeah, let's see what let's, let's see what happens. And another Miami guy, Clayus Campbell, like you said, listen, they're bringing the, now, they're bringing the Canes back. If y'all want, if we want to continue to be successful, keep putting Hurricanes on the roster. <laughs> See, that's what that's what Ozzy got to stop and see Ozzy going up. But you know, just well, Oklahoma is Eric's. The, Eric, that's Eric's what I Oklahoma mean. See, now Eric's gonna go get them big boys out there in Oklahoma, the cornfields and stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get these boys from South Florida, man. All we know is that heat. <laughs> well, they, 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 you know, Lamar South Florida, Hollywood South Florida. So yeah. they got, I they just got said, that. I just said. <laughs> Hey, we got one one more for you, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, end, we'll end on this one. How how ticked off would you be if Marshall Yonda doesn't join you in Canton one day? I said this about Eddie George, man. We got to stop. Um, we got to stop rating people off off this personal scale. You know, it's not a personal scale, right? It's what your peers felt. Now, can you let everybody in? No. But I'm talking about the personal scale that isolates because you don't have the whatever, you know, accolades whoever has. Like, that's a construction worker, man. From the first day he walked in there, man, I said, that's a construction worker right there. <laughs> that's a person who come into work every day. That's one, man, that's, that's what you build a, a, a really successful team around. People who come to work every day. And and look, man, I you know, I wouldn't even want him to stress out over it because, like I told Eddie, like, bro, you are who you are. And Marshall Yonder, to me, is much more than just a teammate. He's a brother that I would go in the trenches with any day of the week. And that's what a Hall of Fame is to me, is somebody who shows up every day and puts in work. And when people talk about them, that played against them, yeah, the conversation changed at Thanksgiving. It ain't it ain't cute at Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving talks. Oh, how did it feel to play against Marciano? Oh, that bastard was tough. He was tough. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we when we got in training, when we got in camps, 
that's why I'm glad, you know, camps had changed, you know, by the time Yonder got there. Because, you know, we used to really beat each other up a lot in <laughs> camp. But uh, me and Yonder had a nice little buddy system. Look at here. Look at here. I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, okay? And you know what you're supposed to be doing. So. He just kind of gets in place, kind of puts the hands close to you. Absolutely. Touch you. Make it this easy. Make this <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, man, Yonder, man, um, that's, what a hall of, that's what a Hall of Fame is to me. Somebody like Marsha Yonder. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, hey, Ray, thank you so much for the time. For everyone listening, make sure you go check out Ray's podcast, Everyday Greatness. Deion Sanders was the first guest. Eddie George is the second guest. So, obviously, he's got the, a, the A-listers the uh, rolling on down. So, make sure you go check that out. Um, Don't Ray, just check it out. Subscribe. 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 Yes. Yeah, that's subscribe right. to business, it. man. <laughs> Ray's going to put us out of business here. That's the yeah, only problem. <laughs> Oh no no no! I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. There's <laughs> enough podcast love to go around. Yeah, right, right. It's enough love to share. We we in right. the business of love. <laughs> well, we Wait. love you, Ray. Thank All you, right, guys. I love you guys, man. Take care, buddy. Well, really great stuff from Ray Lewis, man. It it's crazy when he starts talking, man. I'm I'm ready to start riding a hundred miles. I'll pound it out a hundred miles on my bike right now. I mean, it's crazy how motivational he is. All right. I thought I thought he was gonna just jump on the bike and start riding a hundred miles in the middle of the interview. Seriously, <laughs> I, I might be able to put up a hundred right now after talking to Ray Lewis. I know. Well, the rest of the day is for me. I, I I've I've elevated just everything. Like I'm on a high right now. After you uh-huh. talk with him, the rest of the day is going to fly by. He he really does. There's there's points when you're talking with him, like when he was honestly talking about coming back from losing and getting back in the weight room and, and getting ready for the next season and, and like that whole part of the conversation. Like I did get some goosebumps and it fired me up. And and mm-hmm. it's so one of my favorite things is when he's back and he talks to the team and for young players who have never met him or seen him before. Like it still has such a profound impact on those guys, and it's just awesome to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you you better buckle up your chin scraps, Garrett. Yes, Get those chin scraps. That's <laughs> one of the. We should have had Ray talk about the chin scraps. I know, I know. We should have. We'll, we'll we'll put that on the list for next All right, time. Next time we get them, he's yes. back at the top of the the t- yeah. list. <laughs> Three years from now. Run it back. Yeah, um, but yeah, just just great stuff. He's doing a lot of of really impactful things man for sure uh clearly still very busy um and it's 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 interesting to see all the things that he's doing and you know he hinted that he's got even more coming up the podcast is is this week but who knows what's gonna you know what news he'll have in the next couple of weeks and months about the other things that he has going on so uh before we wrap up passionate fans winning traditions and legendary toughness those are why the those are the reasons why ram trucks and ravens football go hand in hand when it comes to power luxury and technology like an available 12 inch you connect touchscreen you can't find a better light duty or heavy duty truck so go to ram.com to find your local ram dealer and schedule a test drive once you're in the driver's seat you'll experience everything that goes into making ram trucks the back-to-back motor trend truck of the year great deals are going on right now so shop online at ram.com and get your new ram truck delivered to your door so before we go uh want people to know that you can always email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net we're not going to read any emails today you know when you have the goat 
that takes precedence. No emails on a day where you have Ray Lewis on the podcast. That's the thing that you want to take care of first and foremost. So I apologize for not getting to any of your emails, but we've got some piling up. So continue to send those and we'll get to those next time. So thank you so much to everyone for listening. And we will be back with you guys later this week. 